0: I can't think of a witty intro, to be honest with you, which is sad. Episode five, feeling alive. (laughs) I Speaking of, uh, we can get into it. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else in between, to episode five of Not Another Drag Race podcast. Well, it's actually episode six, because we did an episode zero. Wait, I don't know how numbers work. Regardless... My very special guest today, this is very exciting. He's a deep friend of the pod, as Willem and Alaska would say. Uh, He is a a fan of the Not Another Drag Race podcast. He is making his voice known on the Instagrams. He's also a dear friend of mine who I've known for many years. He's also a voice you may recognize, Melburnians may recognize, from Joy94.9. He is Dylan Joel. Welcome, Dylan! Woo! Thank you. See, we, I got people in here to applaud just for you.
1: Oh, thank you. We even watched the first episode together.
0: We did watch the first episode together. Wasn't that fun? We were so nervous. <laughs> and
1: you know, my partner and I have a ritual every episode now. Well, oh, no what? When you reacted to the prize money of uh, 30K, <laughs> you let out a loud, What? <laughs> so I now did. every time the prize money comes on, we both in unison say, <laughs> A big old, What?
0: <laughs> oh my God, my impact. I love my impact. Uh, yeah, $30,000. I, I keep forgetting that that's a thing. <laughs> I think we're just too in, like interested in the show. I forget that um about the prize money exists, like a year supply of, please. Revolution. Re- Makeup Revolution Cosmetics, yes, and a cash prize of $30,000. Oh, the
1: between them is about $20, $20 so <laughs> I just need that.
0: Listen, this episode, guys, it was episode five. Like, we're in the home run or the home stretch here.
1: 20 oh, episodes left.
0: This is wild. Um, well, that's what happens when you do such a short season with yeah. 10 queens. Uh, or especially when you bring one of those queens back and you <laughs> increase well, I'm the size. I'm not up
1: to, not, not up to the, that episode yet.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Then why the fuck are you here? <laughs> uh, there is so much shit that went down in this episode. It's unbelievable. Those of you who are massive Drag Race fans, which I want to imagine is probably everyone listening considering this is a Drag Race podcast, knows that this week, oh, it's not just about Down Under. We've got new queens here to steal the the spotlight. Back Espanol. in the US, no, not Espanol. Well, oh, that Espanol. starts on Monday. It did start. Um, my apologies. I was actually more concerned with All Stars Six. Ooh. Oh, it's happening. <laughs> uh, we 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 knew what was happening, but it's officially started to happen. All Stars Six is kicking off um, the week after RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. So this is very exciting. The queens were announced. Uh, do you want to discuss our thoughts and feels about the cast? There's we 12 can. queens.
1: We can. Did you bring your sunglasses?
0: My sunglasses? Oh, my God, Because they're all no. staring at the sun. Yeah, it was such a... Uh, it's not really appropriate for Rue to put them in that kind of unhealthy situation. They're poor eyes.
1: A lot of people have been saying it's interesting to see that the the promo cost of All-Star 6 is probably the same as the entire series of Down Under. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I actually kind of agree. <laughs> Yeah, it was a wild promo. And um, honestly, I'm very excited. There's so many fantastic queens. Just to run through them very quickly, 12 of them. Wow. Because, I mean, why not?
1: I thought it was 13. I read 13 somewhere.
0: Is there? Oh, well, well, let's see. We've got a Curious C Davenport.
1: Yeah, the C's for Chanel. Uh,
0: Well, we're just going to call her C Davenport. (laughs) Eureka! With an added exclamation point, I've noticed. Elephant Queen? (laughs) Elephant Queen.
1: She was my goer for season whatever she was on. Nine or ten.
0: She, you thought she was going to win? I did. Okay, interesting. Well, she's back, 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 back again. Um, Ginger Minj, also back for a third chance. And
1: I, I do like her toad. I toad.
0: I, really, I do like Ginger Minj a lot. I think her her little arc on All-Stars 2 wasn't the greatest, but I'm sorry, All-Stars 2 was perfect in my opinion. Who's so. going to be
1: her best friend on this show? Well, she had Karcher on
0: all the other ones. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. <laughs> That's my best friend. Uh, also, we got Jan, who's backpack, backpack, backpack again. I loved that. Uh, I did love Jan on season 12. I really did love her so much. So I'm happy to see her back. Uh, I'm going to
1: say two words too soon.
0: <laughs> well, this has been said before, and God knows we've had, we've, you know, Monet was too soon. She was right off her season, and she ended up winning. So yeah. you never know. Uh, Jiggly Caliente.
1: Oh my God. Just, Doesn't she a, look beautiful. beautiful? Beautiful. Love her. She, I can't um, wait. I wonder what craft services are going to be providing. Because where's that hot potato?
0: Moving on, <laughs> you've got uh, the newly rebranded Kylie Sonic Love. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Love Sonic. I'm I'm very very excited to see Sonic. Sorry, Kylie. Uh, Pandora Box. Oh my god. <laughs> If there anyone deserves a redemption, it's Pandora Box after the shit she went through on All-Stars 1.
1: It was an ordeal.
0: I'm so excited for her. I hope they just keep her till the end, just even if she does poorly, because she yeah. deserves it. Like, come yeah. on, let's be honest. Uh, Raja O'Hara is also back from season 11, as well as Scarlet Envy. Mm. Those two had a prickly relationship on season 11, but apparently Trauma. all things are good now. Um, I can't wait to see them as well. Uh, Serena Cha-Cha from season 5.
1: She's had a glow up
0: girl. She has had quite the glow up. Um,
1: Cause that was about 11,000 years ago.
0: It was. And you know, maybe she's gotten educated.
1: <laughs> you never, i like sort of, uh, you, the pretty one, Tatiana. She had that. Oh she my was God, yeah. fairly rough. And then she came back. And was like,
0: who's this? You just, you just Vichon. have to say Tatiana. And I'm already like, Oh, I'm obsessed. I love her so Choices. much. Choices. Silky nutmeg ganache. Also the from Reverend doctor. Oh God. Okay. No tea, no shade, just, um, you know, they're making a TV show. I'll I'll just say that. And also Trinity K. Bonet. Oh, the TKB. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to see her.
1: Put a cork in it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure she's done many of that over the years. And lastly, Yara Sophia.
1: She's also a three-time.
0: Yeah. She was on All Stars 1 as well. This is, I got to admit, this is a very good cast of people that I'm just going to love seeing on, te- on television i'm really keen and it with 12 queens i'm assuming it's going to be a long longest season i read too.
1: 13 somewhere
0: oh uh, well i can't one count who knows
1: one of them lied to who us. who
0: truly knows
1: no but ever since sonic came out well kylie sonic love came out as that gingerbread person oh, the oh special, yes <laughs> that
0: saved the christmas special the christmas special was an acid dream <laughs> yeah, I, I, we, we didn't watch that together did we I think we did. Did we? At, can we say Molly's? No, I wasn't there. Oh. No, I had my first Molly's screening of Drag Race the other week uh, with oh, a, yeah. featuring a special appearance with uh, Kazar from Finance who showed up. Oh. Yeah. Oh, she's uh, on the program. She's on the program. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's wild. Um, she showed up at the 7 p.m. screening. Uh, there is no screening this week happening at Molly's for Drag Race Down Under because all of Victoria, for those of you listening – Everyone who lives in Australia would know this. Listeners outside of Australia might not know this. Victoria is a state in which we live, and it is locked down right now due to a new cluster of COVID cases. Sorry to break this to you, Dil.
1: Lockdown four. Lockdown four. I said to my partner, is this the Sharon Needles lockdown?
0: (laughs) Jeez, it's Mm -hmm. going to be problematic in the future, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then do it do we go like season 5 then all stars like is there an all stars lockdown I can't
0: wait for all stars lockdown. Oh my god. Just think about who we're going to get. But we'll all be in pairs. <laughs> I would like that it beats being alone. <laughs> yeah, look, uh lockdown sucks. It sucks that we're in this situation. Um we this isn't a political podcast, so I'm not going to get too into the details as to how this this covid cluster happened in uh in greater Melbourne, but it has um Here's hoping we don't have to deal with this again in the future because I hear there's this thing called a vaccine. It's supposed to do something where it like protects you from this, this virus. I haven't really – I mean, I don't know much about it because our government haven't really done a lot to give it to us. Just
1: wait until you're over 40. Oh, yeah, that's true. When I'm 50. over 40,
0: yeah, I've got a good 10 years to go. Oh, my God, I'm going to be 40 in 10 years.
1: If only there <laughs> was a Stan original – RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under to get us through these times.
0: That's true. (laughs) We're very, no, yes, we're very blessed and highly favoured. Thank you.
1: I like on the other podcast, the the one, the Hit Network, the Justin Hill one, Mm. always says Stan
0: Original, RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. You know what? Uh, He knows his people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He knows Stan Original, RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under.
0: (laughs) We are much love to Justin and the Hit Network. Um, <clears throat> look, guys, there's uh, there's a lot of uh, drag content out there and a lot of people talking about this show that we love. Uh, the Down Under series, as we said, we're five episodes in. We're on the home stretch. Every week, queens are getting eliminated. It's heartbreaking because we love them all so much, but it's what needs to happen, and that's what happened last week. Just with a little mm. bit of a recap, we had Anita Wiglet sashay away. Boy, it killed me. How did you react she was my favourite. She was my
1: favourite. Oh, she wasn't? She was my favourite. Oh, she was. She okay, was thank God. I was going to say, get out! Because there was the debate whether it would be Keita or Anita first. Mm-hmm. And so we have that answer.
0: Um, sad, because she was just so infectious. It's so Not a infectious. great time
1: to be infectious,
0: but... Well... <laughs> <start the screen. laughs> no, yes, yeah, um, the queens came in very upset at the start of this episode that, um, that Anita sashayed away. Uh, Karen was really upset, even though she sent her home.
1: What was the pressure that she was facing in the outside world, was it? C-bomb. She said she's facing all this pressure. Is it COVID? Karen. Karen was. That's why she was so emotional.
0: Oh, maybe because she felt like she's, you know, she's got quite a name for herself. Mm. And, you know, when you're in the bottom, just like what happened with Art Simone, getting shipped off second in the lot when you've got such a reputation and such a huge fan base. It's got to be tough. But I mean, these things happen every week. They've got to send people home. In fact, Akita and Electra, our two remaining Kiwi queens uh, in the workroom, had a little moment where they were looking at all the Aussie girls and they were like, Who do you think? Who do you think's next? Who do you think we can take? And I was like, Oh, I'm liking this. I'm liking this narrative. I know we shouldn't. (laughs) Well, I know it's. I feel like we shouldn't be encouraging that kind of like Aussie versus Kiwi divide, but it's just interesting and mm. kind of fun and I I love you can't throw two countries together into one competition and not expect a little bit of back and forth like come on this is it's a competition.
1: It's a reality TV show as well.
0: Is it? Yeah. Oh you're kidding. Yeah. Well, I don't usually like reality TV It's under the reality section on the stand <laughs> Well you're talking to someone who used to only watch the hills <clears throat> Yeah I've Think seen it. your TikToks <laughs> Would you do Would you do well.
1: Down under TikToks?
0: <laughs> no, I don't plan on doing down under TikToks. <laughs> but yeah, everyone listening, go check out <laughs> Reesey Point <Boy> on TikTok <laughs> because I'm on there a good once every two months. <laughs> All right, well, going into this episode, we know there are only seven queens left. Mm-hmm. Usually around this time, RuPaul loves to do a little thing called The Reading Challenge. Woo! Oh, this is so exciting. I love The Reading Challenge so much. I am one of those people who actually loves when Queen's Bomb because it's still so funny to watch Queen's bomb. Oh, It is. It's so good. I Let's talk about some of these reads. Did okay. you
1: notice the glasses, though?
0: They the were glasses de, were Dame Mender med- glasses. Dame Mender um, is a, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> an infamous drag personality of Australian pop culture uh, portrayed by a man named Barry Humphreys, who's also a raging transphobe, which mm. isn't exactly doesn't really make a lot of sense when you think about it.
1: Yeah. But when you know little about Australia, you can go, Dame Edna. Kick that box. Exactly. Yeah. Dame Edna. It's like all the references to Outbakes, Outback State. Oh, yeah. It's so... Like, no, no, dear. Swe- this is not for you, we, America.
0: We can talk about that if we want. Um, but, yeah, look, let's get into the reading challenge. Who were some of your favorite uh, reads?
1: I did love Ketamine's uh, Electrosoc. That was man... Paws.
0: Straight up, she won. In my opinion, with that, she won. I was like, "That is one of the best, most simple and best reads I've seen in every reading challenge."
1: I was expecting more from Karen. You, were you? Yeah.
0: Is she more? Is she more of a comedy? Would she? Would do you think you would categorize her strictly as a comedy queen?
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah, I would because she's yeah. quite funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, and she's quite cutting on on on, on the in the workroom.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. She has been very, very, very Um I really did love also um, Maxie's uh, read for Scarlet. The only time she has something between her ears is when she's sucking dick. Basically,
1: yeah. <laughs> but I love that, uh, that Scarlet referenced her own bald spot when reading herself. Something we found out about.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think I've noticed the bald spot before, but I'm not someone who sees someone's head and goes, ah! Yeah, <laughs> look at that.
1: You're in the the Nancy Drew drag. Um, <laughs> I think the best line went to the winner of the challenge.
0: Oh, you think Art had the best with the pronouns? Oh, the pronouns. Yes, the read for etc. etc. was very good. Uh, explaining that they them have uh, they have not had a win, so we won't be seeing them in the final.
1: The narrator, right there.
0: Uh, and I also actually loved, by the way, my favorite moment <laughs> with Electra's reads wasn't actually her reads. When she walked up to grab the glasses mm. from the pit crew, she was like, "How's it going?" <laughs>
1: She's very mad. Even the head nod <laughs> as she came in, as Electra came into the oh, into the workroom. Work yeah, it was just like, hey.
0: Yeah, I loved it. I I gotta be I, I think Electra might be trade of the season. I think so. I think so. I do love Jojo Zaho. Cutest. I mean, oof, I I don't want to get too <coughs> creepy about that, but I think Jojo and Electra, definite trades of the season for me. Uh, but as you as you said, yeah, Art won the reading challenge, and they were very good. She was very good. I do understand why she won. I just thought Keto was fantastic as
1: well. And Passion Couture gets to have a <laughs> have a sewing machine.
0: True, Art wins a sewing machine. Um, congratulations, Art slash Passion Couture.
1: <laughs> Make a beautiful paperweight.
0: <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Passion Couture is an amazing costume designer uh, in Melbourne for many a drag queen, and we salute. Hang on, how do I do? <laughs> I'm trying how to you think. Punch yourself in the chest. <laughs> I'm trying to do like a like a. Okay, this isn't going to work in a podcast. Forget it. This isn't a visual medium. No. Maybe one day. Maybe
1: one day. One if, day. I
0: have, if I have like a studio, like the hit Network behind me.
1: <laughs> or for a Stan original.
0: Or for a Stan original. Stan, open for sponsorships. Hello. Hey. Uh, this episode's maxi challenge was a marketing challenge mm-hmm. where you make and design your own yeast spread.
1: Yeast spread.
0: Now, I believe this is something to do along the lines with this spread we have here in Australia called uh, veg- Vegemite.
1: Vegemite.
0: VegiMite. Vegemite, I've which we've never
1: it. referenced in this episode. It was, no, we did not get a reference. the whole episode. I imagine <laughs> yeast spread or yeast extract being Googled many
0: a time. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, th- I feel like a lot of people would have been like, I don't really get this. But once they heard the word Vegemite, they're like, oh, right, well, not a lot of people would understand that they can't say the name without having to cough up a few yeah. cash monies.
1: And they had to do the name, the packaging, which was underwhelming for most of them, and a <laughs> lip-smacking commercial.
0: Well, the packaging, I I would love to know. This is me being that typical. For those of you who have listened to every episode at this point, I feel like you know I'm such a weird skeptic about reality television and I'm rearing my ugly head again. At what point... Do you really think the queens decided on the design for those for that packaging? No, no. They said, "Here's the name," and someone just made it.
1: Get MS Paint. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I haven't been on around. MS Paint in a long time. Maybe I this. <laughs> I think it's up in heaven now. <laughs> I was going to say maybe they've given it a like a refurb. It's a lot different than when I was a kid. Um, I got to say, when they were in the workroom working on their ideas, <clears throat> I did notice. Uh, you know, etcetera, etc. Cetera, loved getting a little catty and yeah. throwing a little shade here and Didn't there, as, as all queens do. There's nothing different about that. Um, I loved how she actually called out when queens were making jokes about mm. vaginas and all that stuff to do with their spreads because yeast is and vaginas. We, we all get the connection. She actually made a point that, like you know, when those jokes, they're very one level, as she mm. said. And um, if you strip back the fart jokes and the boob jokes, is there anything underneath for these queens in in terms of their humour? And then she is doing a jar of piss.
1: Yeah, I suppose everyone pisses. So <laughs> everyone um, pisses. So that makes it the equalizer. But yeah, a wee bit misogynistic. This um, yeah, this, the immediate to go like, oh, lady bits, all oh, gross. It's very like, a vagina's not going to
0: kill you. You know what? <clears throat> I've seen an episode of Grey's Anatomy.
1: <laughs> Out of the 7,000 million episodes of Grey's Anatomy.
0: Where a woman smuggled a gun in her vagina. And it did go off.
1: I'm just saying. Boom boom
0: <laughs> she is the boom boom gun. She is the boom boom gun. It is a great... I loved it, though. I highly recommend the YouTube search, everyone. <laughs> um, I did also love that um, when it came time to filming these, these little ads for their yeast spreads, uh, whether they were vaginal related or not they got to utilize the pit crew mm-hmm. my god i enjoyed looking at them tasty well i do love that um <laughs> for for many years now willem shout out love you will uh has shoes. crews with shoes yes we need to get shoes for the pit crew They shouldn't be walking around these sets barefoot this is a health and safety hazard um do you want to talk about the whole the filming the ads because i feel like the what's it, it seems very accurate to me that the most natural and the ones who were really in that element were Electra and Keita, who I think <laughs> did the best in the end. Yeah. For sure.
1: And Suzanne Paul, who's been on many a morning show in oh, yes. Australia, that voice very recognisable. Suzanne
0: Paul is, is an infomercial legend. Yes, how old she is. How old is she? 71. You're kidding. Yes. Oh, my God, she looks amazing. Yeah. Good on you, Suzanne. No, I loved her import, to be honest with you. I really loved her input. I did love Michelle's as well. It was typical <laughs> Michelle.
1: I'm getting reactions for, about Suzanne Paul that she's thought that, um, like, drag queens can be gross, drag queens can cross the line. Mm. Someone didn't appreciate that she was a bit like, Ooh, be guarded. But critique f- critique's a critique.
0: Well, we t- you've got a guest judge, well, I guess someone, who actually knows what the fuck she's talking about, mm. which is something that doesn't happen on Drag Race very Bog often. Off. <laughs> Bog <laughs> off. Bog off.
1: Buy one, get one free.
0: That's something I learned from Suzanne Paul.
1: I think you, we can have a whole vision board of things we've learned from Suzanne Paul.
0: <laughs> well, I really appreciated that she was there. Um, I don't care if people. Wait, are you saying like on social media people are like being like a little? Yeah, a bit like
1: it? oh, this heterosexual woman, woman presuming that she's heterosexual, is like going all like oh, gross to all these things that oh, they're mentioning.
0: Fuck off! Oh my god. I'd rather her be there than some random, I don't know, straight heterosexual person who's in a film who's just like, hi.
1: I feel like lockdown, a lot of people have feelings (laughs) that might be heightened because of that.
0: By the way, that wasn't um, in reference to Els Carrad last week because Els is a trans man. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking about all the ones on the US. who we Like that one on the
1: show that was kind of like, oh, did you bring your personality? (laughs)
0: Oh, that one. Who was the one from um, a few years ago on the US that I really people were really weird about? Oh, Jeff Goldblum. He was alright. He was. a kooky. I thought he was fine, but people didn't like that he questioned um, uh, Jackie, Jackie Cox. Cox's uh, outfit as because she was wearing uh, a typical Middle Eastern um, garment, and people were. Like, and he was like, "But you know, they're not really nice to gay people," and blah blah blah. And people really like had an issue with him bringing that up. Mm. That was a weird moment because I was really like. You do realize he asked Jackie the question because he wanted to know the answer. Mm, Dialogue. Yeah. You realize educating yourself is exactly what we want these people to do. Right. (laughs) Like, yeah, I felt like people read into that too much, but that's what happens when you have people who aren't in the queer community judge being a guest on a show. That's Mm. uh, about the queer community.
1: Lucky we've got less guests this this season, <laughs> thanks COVID. I'm
0: happy with I'm happy with Michelle and Reese Nicholson, especially. I mean, I love Reese so much. He's been so such a great uh, comic relief this mm. season. I absolutely adore him. Uh, the next day, uh, when the queens are finished filming their commercials, and we're going to get into the commercials, we're going to get into the runways. This is this is the good shit. But before the good shit happened, we have to talk about some not so good shit, which is that uh, a very off the cuff conversational topic was brought up again by art art is really the um the producer, the producer of this
1: season i didn't see the earpiece
0: i am not seen an earpiece but i do love the random so what do you guys think about this um art brought up the topic of people, anything
1: in in drag that they regret
0: anything in drag they regret
1: which Electroshock was very funny saying oh my god the first three <laughs> race."
0: this is why i love Electra so much I love an underdog, but I also love someone who just gets it. And I love love Elektra. Um, I'm glad she said that because we needed a bit of laugh before we got into this serious shit, which is, as everyone listening to the pod uh, knows, I'm sure, Scarlett Adams has a history of doing racist performances in which she performed in blackface as well as other... Uh, cultural appropriation such as uh yellow face, even mm. as they call it. And uh, she actually admitted to the girls that that is something she did when she was younger in her talking about this with the Queens, they seemed a little shocked mm-hmm. because obviously they wouldn't know about it. This was filmed before this whole thing like really blew up on social media. I'm sure a lot of them probably had no idea, uh, especially if they had no idea who Scarlett was before this, <laughs> especially mm. the Kiwi Queens wouldn't know who the fuck she was. Um, but in her little, conversation with the queens it seemed like there was a lot of deflective language i noticed like uh, and in that situation she was like you know saying that other queens did it as well, which mm. isn't exactly what you should say. Well, like Maxie, moment. you're old.
1: You would have done that, right? Exactly.
0: Maxie uh, was kind of a little uh, safeguard Scarlett was trying to get in this situation to be like, well, she, you're old and you're all f- also from rural Australia, so I'm sure you can probably relate, right? And Maxie did kind of throw her a bone and say, yeah, Maxi grew up in central Queensland and things there aren't exactly as progressive as, and Maxie is of a different generation as well. Mm-hmm. All these things, I'm not going to say that Scarlett was right in doing that at all, but I can understand that she probably felt like Maxie could be her one person in the room who could try and understand where she's coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, But that conversation continued and um, Scarlett did say uh, towards the end of the conversation, she said to all the girls, I know that I will never be able to fully atone for the things of my past, but I need to try. And then et cetera, et cetera, responded uh, by saying, uh, I think that going forward there needs to be a lot, of reparations there needs to be a lot of effort in reparations and doing things to show that you're truly sorry Mm -hmm. i don't think you need i think we can all agree yeah yeah (laughs) fuck yeah (laughs) i mean the work in yeah we we are all allies to the bipoc community because i i feel like this is my personal thing i think we got into this on episode zero of this podcast where i spoke about this with d flowers Um, which I do recommend everyone if you are, if this whole episode, this whole situation happening with Scarlet triggered you in any way, or you feel a lot of feelings about it and you don't really know how to express them. I do suggest um, going and listening to episode zero of this podcast, because I talked about all this with Dee Flowers, who was a queen of color, because we needed to have a person of color lead the narrative about this conversation. And I was really proud of the conversation. I really had a good time discussing this with her. We talked about kind of everything and I really do recommend people hear this, this conversation from her perspective. Um, I will say I do agree with Etc. 100%. Mm-hmm. We can get into it later toward the end of the episode because this isn't the last we talk about the whole no, thing. It, it, it comes up again. It comes up again. Just spoiler alert if in case you haven't watched it yet. I'm halfway through it. <laughs> Shit. But uh, the conversation continued. Mm-hmm. Tongue pop. Anyway, <laughs> I can't do it. You know, I can't. I tried last night and I literally, like, I feel like I hurt myself.
1: I, I practiced a lot one summer yeah. and now I can do it.
0: Oh, that one summer of 1932. Walking around just like. <laughs> okay. Is that, if you went to All Stars, that would be a talent performance. Potentially, yeah. yeah that, do you think that's going to happen for All Stars 6? There'll be another talent show.
1: Potentially, yeah. Oh, they'll have to change it up, surely, because it's been a few years of the talent show. It
0: has. I mean, I also don't know if they're going to be doing the whole voting system the same way as All Stars 5. Do we know? Uh,
1: we have no idea.
0: Uh, I feel like Reddit should have the answer to that, but I don't want to know right now. I'm one of those people who doesn't like rumors, but at the same time is like, okay, <laughs> tell me everything. <laughs> Just
1: log on to Jake Yonsei, his U- YouTube
0: uh, channel. Jake, Jake Yonsei. Yonsei, You know what? You're our MVP of the week. (laughs) We love. No, I feel like the new Jake Yonsei is um, pussy queen. Pussy queen. (laughs) Is is that is she an actual drag queen though?
1: Um, anyone can be a drag queen if you think about it.
0: Well, I heard once that um, we're all born naked and the rest rest is drag. drag. So you and I are perfectly able to discuss this. I've done drag once. You have. You've said this many a time. You're like, I've done drag. Mm. I've done drag. On a
1: radio segment. (laughs) while interviewing Leah Delaria.
0: Would this by any chance have been on Joy 94.9? It was. Oh, wow. Do you
1: know what my name was?
0: What was your drag name?
1: Well, my entrance line would have been, you've got mail, because my uh, my drag name was Smegma Ryan. I'll leave you <laughs> sleepless in Seattle.
0: Smegma Ryan? Yeah. That's my friend, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's a framed photo of Smegma in our house.
0: Oh, I haven't seen that photo. It's, have I?
1: It's hidden at
0: the I moment. I guess it's probably forgettable, <laughs> I guess.
1: Oh. <laughs> vintage. That was the makeup by it. and everything by Vintage.
0: Oh my God, I love Vintage. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. The legend pressure. of Melbourne Drag. Oh my God. Um before we move on to the runways, I will also say that, I mean, let's let's face it, guys. This kind of a conversation is a fucking big one to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of uh, your ethnicity, everyone seems to have an opinion. Mm. Um, and I think everyone is allowed to speak their mind on it, but I would really appreciate it if you are a fan of drag race and you are not a person of color. I would, I do recommend you don't exactly lead the conversation yourself by expressing how you think things should go and what you think Scarlett needs to do. This is something that people of color really do have, uh, the right to lead a narrative on because her actions affected them. It doesn't affect white people. Mm -hmm. And Dylan and I sitting here talking about this. We are two fucking white boys. Just because we're gay doesn't mean we're not insanely privileged. Mm -hmm. We are both white men. That comes with a lot of privilege. So we're not exactly going to sit here and lead a narrative about racism and dictate how Scarlett needs to do things. It's not up to us. So with that said, I did really like that today I was checking Twitter and et cetera, et cetera, did tweet because she was the Mm -hmm. one kind of leading the uh, the discussion with Scarlett in the workroom because there were no queens of colour <laughs> left in the competition to have this discussion with, uh, etc. I did tweet, and I really did like this. She said, while I spoke this episode about racism and the issues facing our POC siblings, my voice shouldn't be the centre of this conversation. I am an ally, but I exist to simply amplify the voices of others, and I'll be posting some actions and conversations over the next few days. So I really do love that, mm. that she actually recognised that her speaking as an ally was not her speaking for people of color. So again, these are all steps in the right direction in my opinion. And I'm really, really glad that we have situations kind of leaning more toward this than just straight up anarchy.
1: Yeah. I'm hopeful.
0: I'm hopeful. Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone else in between, if you've made it this far, you're clearly a fan and why the fuck wouldn't you be? But you know what's a great way to show your appreciation for the pod? Giving us a follow on this little app called Instagram. Maybe you've heard of it. Go and search Not Another Drag Race Pod on Insta and give us a follow. I'm going to be posting clips from the podcast every week and Drag Race fans, I know you love a comment section. So head on over to the comment section and... Give us your thoughts, feelings, opinions. I'm going to be sharing some of them on the podcast every week. I'm also going to be sharing Drag Race content. And again, give us your thoughts, give us your opinions. We'll chat about it. We're creating a little community over there. So make sure you head over to Instagram and follow Not Another Drag Race Pod. It's time for The Runway, and I'm not going to sing that song because I hate myself every time I do it on every episode of this podcast. But today uh, on The Runway, the category is, for episode five, Finest Sheila in the Bush. Now, when you hear that, Dylan, what do you interpret that as?
1: Well, I I knew that Sheila was just... Just a woman, woman. Just a woman. Doesn't have to be a bogan. Doesn't have to be no. all of that. And in the bush, just in in nature. Yeah. This woman walking children in nature. <laughs>
0: um, I will say there were some really great runways. And considering the category, I really did. I think they really thought this one through. Uh, there was many queens that I really enjoyed. Um, we're going to go through each queen's runway and commercial uh, together. And just give our little thoughts and do queen by queen. Uh, we're going to start things off with Electra shops. Ooh. Oh, sorry. I think I got a shock there. <laughs> Stupid. Um, Electra, I really love this. She had a painted wig on her head. Well, it wasn't really a wig, it was just painted hair. Um, she's not got all, she hasn't got all lot on, but she's pulling it off. She's a mother of crows by the looks I'm of her. I'm
1: surprised it. no one said that's so Raven. Maybe that's dated.
0: <laughs> no, maybe uh, maybe that's too American a phrase. But we had Raven down here. I love Raven. Um, I love Electra's look so much. Um, it, it truly is. I, I think, first of all, her face, beautiful. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. And this is a great outfit. I mean, to me, it doesn't scream, uh, find a Sheila in the bush, because I'm not thinking well, things deep enough.
1: She had a Ho era bird.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like, uh, there are certain aspects of it I'm like, this could be used in other categories when you think about it. Um, Electra's commercial is shown. I. Loved it. Did you like that what? she
1: asked for consent for the blow job? Um, that
0: was so good.
1: She asked for consent.
0: It was. It was very sweet. I'm so happy that people are actually thinking about the, the concept of consent. Um, Electra in general, the whole uh, ad made the most sense to me. Um when she was filming it, she did a good job. As you said, she worked with the pit crew very well. She worked with the props very well. Busted she, Nuts
1: was her spread name. Busted Nuts, yes. Yeah. No, it brand. was her was, well, brand. It was, she was topped. topped. Yeah. Busted Nuts. So she even had a brand and then a sub-brand.
0: Genius. I thought, honestly, I thought it was a great ad and it made total sense, spoiler alert, that she won. I think it, made, it was fantastic.
1: And Kuna. <laughs> Kuna. <laughs> I really did... Because when I was thinking about it, I'm like, they are not going to show the C-bomb on Stan.
0: On Stan, they absolutely would, don't you think? I don't know. They can get away with anything on Stan.
1: Wow Presents Plus would not (laughs) deal with the (laughs) C-word.
0: They might cut it out, or the BBC might cut it out like they did um, Anita's Snatch Game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dylan, you're a listener of the pod. (laughs) I am a listener of the pod. You know how this goes. when you see a look down the runway, if you love it, you nyass it. And if you hate it, you pass it.
1: Thanks, Lola Blades. Thanks, Lola
0: Blades. We love you. What do you think about Electra's look? I'm gonna nyase like it. It's a nyas from me too. I like it. Yeah, I really liked it. It was very, uh, very original. Look, just because I said wasn't i wasn't a see stand it nice. original. <laughs> just because I feel like it could be used, like in general, it could be used for other categories, doesn't mean it's not a bad look. And it did fit the category just fine. Um, it's a nyas from me, Electra. My god. There's a reason you're the traitor of the season. Hey, that rhymed. Anyway, next song. Well, you, you should have
1: right. been Dr. Seuss in the Snatch Game.
0: <laughs> Wait, who did Dr. Seuss again? Seuss. <laughs> Seuss. <Snooze. laughs>
1: Ketamine, who we're about to talk about. Oh,
0: of course. Ketamine is on the runway next in... Why well, did you say it? I said it. What?
1: You said Ketamine. What did I say? Ketamine. Ketamine.
0: Ketamine. Ketamine. Yeah, Lola Blades <laughs> told us. Yeah, Ketamine. Ketamine. I trust a Kiwi queen to tell me how to pronounce uh, the name. Uh mean is looking absolutely stunning. Maybe one of my most – I think the most stunning I think I've seen her on the runway, this fantastic gown that is just affixed with butterflies everywhere. Take note, Asia O'Hara, this is how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think they both
1: have the same status in the way that uh, her fo- butterflies are dead and so <laughs> are Asia's.
0: <laughs> yes, they both – oh, God, I can't – I do love you know Asia O'Hara Asia. so much.
1: What on the radio ones? What did you? It was pre-recorded, and I said, "Oh, when you um, when you uh, perform, do you get butterflies in your stomach?" Oh my <laughs>
0: god, Dylan! <laughs> this was after. Yep. Oh god. Okay. Well, <laughs> putting aside the fact that that's a very basic question, and I think you can do better. Um, <laughs> what do you think about Keita's no, look? Nook, look, Nook, look.
1: Talking about doing better. I wasn't a huge fan of it. It really? just seemed like a lot.
0: Seemed a lot. like a lot? Yeah, I just... Like a lot of butterflies? Just a lot of... A lot. A lot of, like, multicoloured... Yeah, just... Just a lot. And that's a fine. Lot. That's, a, that's, a, that's a perfectly fine critique on it's, this podcast. Um, I think... I think it's just a
1: lot. I think <laughs> it was just very... That's fine. Very a lot.
0: I think it was great. Uh, I think she made a great choice with the wig as well, and her face looks lovely. I, Something inside me is just whether I say the P word you're allowed to look the way I see it. If you don't love it, then it's just a pass. So, but for me, it's I, I we- do love this. It's an, it's an, it's an, it's yes for me. Hands down.
1: It's like a wedding dress.
0: It's like a wedding I just, dress. I
1: just, I just couldn't say it. You know, when you you just have to
0: feel it, if the wedding <laughs> dress is right for you. Oh, I'm, I'm very behind on say yes to the dress. I can't, yeah, I can't relate. Uh, it's a yes for me, but I guess it's a pass from Dylan. Mm, pass plus. <laughs> Yeah, we don't have a middle ground, See me for extra credit. <laughs> um, Keita's ad, uh, her, her brand was Yeasty called Nuts. Yeasty Nuts. And I did love that in the ad she did uh, an allusion to Divine, mm. the drag queen uh, legend, who is sadly no longer with us. Um, I thought her ad was actually pretty good, to be honest with you. I thought it was either going to be between Electra and Keita for the win. The
1: interesting idea of the donut fillings, though.
0: <laughs> well, you thought that was what? I thought it was original.
1: Yeah, I thought it was original, but I'm just like, how many would you really want a yeast extract donut filling? I love Vegemite.
0: How in the hell is that not actually a thing though? Yeah. That's gotta be a thing. We've got Vegemite scrolls. I'm sure there's gonna be oh. a Vegemite donut soon. Come on, donut time. Are they still in business or are they I think that would me. they're a little it's still fucking over their employees. Cooking the books. <laughs> Cooking the books. Um it doesn't surprise I I I actually envision a Vegemite donut to be coming in the near future. I mean, let's be honest, they have Vegemite. They have Vegemite shapes, for God's sakes. They were nice. Are they nice? They were well, nice. They I were don't Vegemite like Vegemite Smiths. Like ten well, years ago. That's true. I don't like Vegemite in general, so I, I'm not <laughs> going to eat them. Sorry, everyone who might have been offended by that. But apparently, you're allowed to be an Australian who doesn't like Vegemite. What Would you, did you know?
1: Do you like that? 14 year old girls might be googling or
0: searching divine, <laughs> watching pink flamingos. Personally, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't? Um, yeah, look, I like Kita's ad a lot, and um, I think it was clear she was in the top towards the end. But we can get to the, the critiques later.
1: But all the donuts behind her didn't have holes; they had, they had holes in them. But it's come on green screen.
0: Well, she didn't get some filled holes. <laughs> she wasn't the one put it in the fucking editing bay, putting that green no. screen stuff together. Was she? was
1: <laughs> too busy designing her label.
0: <laughs> um, next up on the runway is Maxi Shield one oh, of my favourite queens I love Maxie don't we love Maxi? and she's doing Picnic at Hanging Rock Illusion
1: I was in a play of Picnic at Hanging Rock in year 12
0: were you really? yeah I was what, who did you play?
1: Oh, I played the character that John Jarrett played the rough
0: oh, guy oh okay yeah,
1: really, I had a rough accent yeah
0: <laughs> work Miranda Miranda <laughs> I do remember that. I remember watching Pindic and Hanging Rock in year eight. It's not I believe. real. Not real. What do you it's mean? not real. It didn't happen. I've been led to believe my whole life that this was based on a true story. No. Of a disappearance of some girls, some school children in the year 1900.
1: A school, that school girl later went to Sydney and started working as a performer under the alias Maxi Shield.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is how old Maxi Shield is. <laughs> She ran away from her school group in the year 1900, and now she's on RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under.
1: Well, that's why her first calculator on her phone was an abacus.
0: <laughs> There's a reason I didn't bring up that <laughs> in the earlier segment. No shade, Scarlet. Um, you're a perfectly humorous queen. <clears throat>
1: Hornbag yeast extract. She was obviously this was another version of show your backup snatch game character. <laughs> Last week we had uh, wait, who do you think Chappelle she was? Corby. She was clearly going to be Mrs. Slocum from "Are You Being Served"? She was oh, exactly I don't know that like, show. have you? Oh, my pussy! <laughs> Where she'd make <laughs> all the jokes like, "Oh, my pussy's caught up in a tree. Won't someone grab my pussy?" <laughs> it's the seventies before. Oh,
0: the, yeah. um, I'm young. So, oh. <laughs> I no, look. I, it was hard to watch Maxie's commercial because obviously, you know, she wasn't having a great time putting it together. It didn't really seem very polished in the end because they had to do what they what they could with it. But I really did enjoy looking at the pit crew. Yeah. Eating fake food out of Chinese uh, containers. I wrote Chinese down
1: the phrase, Tig Ol' Bitties.
0: That are weirdly a different shade than the rest of her body. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, and I
1: liked the line, if they can put a man on the moon, they can put a man into you. <laughs> or something like that paraphrasing.
0: Well, Maxi Shield is, I think she's going to, if there was a miscongeniality of seasons like this, which I don't think there are, it's 100% got to be Maxi Shield. Yeah. If she doesn't make the top. She just wants a cooking challenge. She wants a cooking challenge. <laughs> Fuck, I love her. Uh, and with her and the pit crew, it's like twins. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in terms of Maxi's runway, I absolutely, I do give it a nyas. It is full picnic and hanging rock, boots the house down.
1: I didn't love that they were confusing the look with Gone with the Wind.
0: Well, yeah, they're idiot Americans, let's be honest.
1: Reese Nicholson. Wait, did he? That. Yeah, he's like, oh, she off to the airport because
0: she's got nothing to declare. Okay, well, Reese, you should know better. <laughs> mm. um, for me, Maxi is a hundred percent. It's a nyas for me. Dill? Mm, yes. Yeah, well done, Maxi. Love you. Um, next on the runway is Karen from Finance. In a straight up. Uh, firefighter esque outfit, very fluoro yellow. Not something that actual firefighters would wear. In this design, <laughs> it's, a, it's more of a firefighter power suit situation.
1: Coco Chanel does the Country Fire Association.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, the CFA with a with a nice little plush koala and a hose in her hand. She is that did not look plush.
1: Looks you thought it looked sharp.
0: Real? <laughs> oh, it looks very bedazzled now can, that I'm looking at it. I again. think
1: with merch, you are able to buy that online now.
0: Oh, really? There's some synergy, yeah. Oh, okay. Everyone go, um, buy yourself a fucking glittery koala, I guess. Um, look in terms of Karen's look, I know what she is doing here. The category is finest Sheila in the bush. She is dressed as a female firefighter. Our firefighters are heroes. Um, they save our country from the absolute horrors of, uh, natural disasters. And especially as Karen said on the runway, our government don't really do anything to help. In terms of denying climate change. So I like that she wanted, she chose to make a statement with this uh, runway, but for me it's a pass.
1: I think it's a nyas, but I also find it odd that this lovely white queen was given a few minutes to talk about climate change and the political message. <laughs> Where was that with Jojo Zaho in the first episode? Where was that with Jojo Zaho in the first episode? Yeah. It's like, oh, that's a nice message, but your wig's bad.
0: Yeah, I remember Rue said, like, thank you for that um, that message of always was, always will be.
1: But it's like you have to pause Stan <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah. to find it.
0: The Stan original? Yeah, it's the Stan oh, original. Stan original, yeah. Um, look, and in terms of Karen's ad, Karen's uh, yeast spread was titled Discharge. Mm-hmm. Because as she said earlier, when she equates, she hears the word yeast, she thinks vaginas. Yeah. It wasn't a good ad. And here's my thing. Karen is – she is a comedy queen. You're right. I do think she, if she's going to fit a category, she'll be a comedy queen. Her not doing well in Snatch Game, her trying to do a character with Chappelle Corby, and this commercial just being really just disconnected for me. I wasn't – it didn't really make a lot of sense to me. I'm wondering, do you think she has a shot at winning?
1: I reckon she does. She's definitely been in the top.
0: I, I, I know she's been in the top a bit, but she's, she's a also – I don't know anymore. She's just a big name. I know. It's just, it's hard to tell. I know that come the final episode, we're going to have our answers <laughs> given to weeks. us. three But um, I just, yeah, it's, it's strange. I, I was expecting a bit more from Karen in the past few weeks. So that hasn't really been happening. And it seems to be happening more so with Electra. She's on a, a rise, whereas I feel like Karen's on a bit of a dip.
1: Do you know what annoyed me? Tell me. She didn't place her jar in the best way possible. When she was holding up her jar to mm-hmm. the camera... Yeah. It wasn't straight on. It was a little bit. You couldn't say discharge <laughs> properly. You had to, I, it was I a little bit angled. Didn't Watch notice it back that. And you'll be like, <laughs> oh, just a smidge. Just just turn it around a little bit and we'll be able to see it. Because it's the money shot.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, I didn't notice that myself, but um, if that's the case. What, me pedantic? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, before I uh, respond to that, let's respond to the next runway, which is Melbourne's own Art Simone, our returning queen. Strutting down the runway in a uh, a cork hat, <laughs> classic the, Aussie the, bush ranger attire. The opening, a la Billy Porter, which I yes. did not realise
1: on my first or second viewing.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Billy Porter thing. I was f- God, I love Billy Porter. Oh um, my God, pose is ending soon, and I'm very upset. Yeah, I'm very upset. Um, but we can. I'll do, I'll do a pose podcast. We can talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's
1: wearing a dry as a bone.
0: Uh, I don't really. F- I don't. Am I, I a bad jacket. Australian? Not jacket. really. I didn't the know that's jacket. what the jacket's called. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, see, she I'm, she even I'm being educated, everyone, and I'm Thank a fucking you. Australian.
1: Um, I hated the Outback steakout reference. I hated that she that she's pandering a lot to the US. She really is. Did, was there a reveal?
0: There was a reveal? Into she fucking... went from
1: day to night.
0: <laughs> did you write that down? No. Oh, okay. I believe you. Um, she <laughs> transformed into the one and only Kath Day Night from the iconic Australian television series, Kath and Kim. She looked the part. She did. And she even on her Instagram recreated the infamous meme sitting in the backyard on that. Next. <laughs> well, okay. No, is, no, it that, a, is it what, a nyas or a pass? No, still? that's what Kath says oh. which is on the... On I the, thought you were uh, like the, not giving this uh, a second thought. You're like, by uh, Art. It
1: is... Uh, when she walked out, it was going to be a, a pass. But uh, as Kath, it is a nyas. It was a redemption. Yeah.
0: Um, it is a nyas for me too because when we're thinking sh- finest Sheila... You can't go past Kath Day and Night.
1: Yeah, she even had the 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 earrings.
0: Yeah, she did. <laughs> parakeet earrings. The wig on point. I know that um the uh, parrot earrings, not a- parakeet. Art has done uh, a lot of Kim numbers uh, prior to Drag Race. I've mm. seen a lot of performances where she does uh, a Kim illusion with a fake uh, prosthetic belly <laughs> and everything. So it was exciting to see her do Kath as well. She's she's a what's the word I'm looking for? Chameleon yeah what an absolute chameleon arts commercial uh was called yeasty yank extract
1: did you notice the label? extractor
0: sorry um did you notice the label i didn't
1: it was upside down
0: oh it was down under oh my god what i mean attention to detail is what mm. we appreciate here at simone um i will agree to your point that she has she really americanized that opportunity for a yeast spread to make it about essentially the spread. Try and help me out here. The spread helps keep Americans away from us.
1: Yeah. I was talking to my friend Avril and then she was saying, Avril." why do you have to make things so complicated?
0: (laughs) Fuck you. I thought you had an actual friend named Avril. (laughs) Um, Look uh, back to this little Art Simone situation. I wasn't a fan of the ads. I could tell she was really thinking things. I wouldn't say overthinking them, but Mm. it seemed like every single thing she did was perfectly planned and awkward, like she was to the letter. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with that because that's kind of, I mean, you have the opportunity to do that in this challenge. It's not improv. You're not doing it live on on the runway. Um, I just wasn't feeling it.
1: And uh, the fanny pack of the pit crew member. And my favorite line <laughs> of uh, saying that Suzanne Paul would like to get into men's underwear. She never. She never sold men's underwear. The first ad also to make fun of Reese.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she did make fun of Reese. Um, it wasn't the last time <laughs> that it happens. Um, well, I'm sure Reese Nicholson is a good sport. Um us Reese's gotta to stick together.
1: Would would the US Queens mm. make fun of Ross and Carson? Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure they have, to be honest with you. Yeah. Especially in roast. Yeah. But that's a roast. Oh my god, can you imagine if there was a roast challenge?
1: <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Sunday roast.
0: Oh, that's absolutely what it should be. Yeah, Sunday roast. Um, aren't you smart? Um, next up on the runway is Etcetera, Etcetera. Going for a similar kind of theme uh, in regards to Bush. Uh, she comes out in a very, uh, very busy-looking <laughs> number. It's a lot of a lot of felt... I mm. um, think she's going for a literal bush situation here. I think her
1: outfit starred in uh Girls Five Ever because that is Busy <laughs> Phillips right there.
0: <laughs> I need to finish watching Girls Five Ever. Very good. Um
1: not a Stan Original, but a Stan No, specific. not a Stan
0: Original, but it is on Stan. Um God, Stan better be giving me some fucking coin <laughs> we after all Stan, these fucking Stan. shout outs, Jesus Christ. Stan, Stan. Um etc. took off her giant felt green. Uh, red and yellow situation uh, to reveal to a black dress symbolizing- uh, cool burning. Yes.
1: The indigenous response to bushfires, which got given
0: zero (laughs) airtime. I noticed a theme happening here. Um, (laughs) Look, I think, I got to be honest, I wasn't really a big fan of it. Like the black dress looks amazing. I hate a wig. She's wearing a wed a wed. Oh my god! What is wrong with me today? Uh, she's wearing a wed wig um, that <laughs> is uh, beyond a bowl cut. It's like a bowl cut on top of uh, a number two. I can't. I just can't. You just can't. It's like a mop, but a bad mop. I yeah. Sorry. I really hated the wig. Um, love etc cetera, etc cetera so much, but I uh, for this the whole ensemble it's an, it's a pass for me. Sorry. Mm, yeah. <laughs> okay. Great. Yeah, let's talk about piss. Hmm. Let's talk about piss. Um,
1: Lovely yellow number.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, look, I understand why she was in the bottom. Spoiler alert: she's in the bottom. Um, sorry, not a good ad. Not a good. I I didn't really understand. So she's pissing in jars and selling it.
1: If you're trying to not be misogynist and you want to, kind of do better. Yeah. Is is piss the option?
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> it's funny that her narrative was like, don't you know? Disgusting jokes aren't always funny. Fart jokes. Well, but then piss are. Uh, that's kind of where I'm. I'm a little, a little bit of a crossroads. Um, so for me, I, I I just didn't enjoy the ad, and I thought the product was just a little lazy. It just didn't. She didn't really try. Perfect if you have a jelly sting bite. Oh my god, true jellyfish sting yeah, bite. Yeah, I learned about that watching Friends. <laughs> um, Rue even did say in the critiques, I mean, we won't get into all of the critiques because God, we could be here all fucking day, but um, Rue did say she was like, hoping it would be just a little clever.
1: Well, Rena Owen said that she crossed the yellow line, which I liked.
0: Oh my God. We didn't even shout out Rena Owen. I was a very special guest charge. My apologies. Uh, Rena Owen, who is a, a Kiwi uh, theater and te- television actress. Um, she was on, uh, on the panel you might not have noticed her that much because they didn't really show a lot of her. She was nice. She was nice. I loved her. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I'm I'm always help. uh, I'm always happy to have uh, extra voices on the panel for a show like this because during COVID times and filming down under, there aren't a lot of options. So I prefer that rather than horrible zoom conversations and pre-recorded Messages on an iPhone six. Um, finally on the runway, we have our final queen in the, in the competition. Currently it is Scarlett Adams and Scarlett is doing a Priscilla queen of the dessert illusion yeah. with her big silver. What was, what would you, that's the big thing that she, that she wore on the top of the bus, think, isn't it? Oh, yeah, Was she trying to be a lizard?
1: I think it was the big thing on the top of the bus. Yeah. It was the, it was the bus thing. Yeah.
0: Um, fantastic. As Bruce said, doing a Priscilla garment, uh, you can't go wrong, especially on Drag Race Down Under. Look, I I do love the look. I am going to give it a nyas.
1: I yeah, it's very like it. it goes from being a nyas to a pass when when they took all of it. Oh, when, all of it off when and she, she took stood all on the of runway it off yeah. it was like oh
0: yeah when the, she was on the runway and she pants had all the, again yeah. <laughs> um, geez, you're very very Michelle of you pants mm. again. Hmm, <laughs> green pants at that. Um, yeah, look, it's a pass a, a nas and from me. Okay. It's a I, I'd movie. say yes. Yeah, I mean, I think she did. I think she did a good runway here. Um, so Rue does get into the critiques with the judges, and um, we essentially learned that Keita and Elektra got given probably the most praise out of all of them, which mm-hmm. I do agree with. Um, as we go down the line, as we mentioned, uh, Karen did get a moment to talk about what her outfit meant. Mm. We would love to see more of that on the show, I'm just saying. Maybe now that there's fewer queens, we might have more airtime to air things like this. It's just a shame there are no queens of colour available to have that situation happening. Um, Don't I sound like a great singer?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Thank
0: you. Yeah, queens down under. Thank you, friend.
1: What what would your verse be?
0: (laughs) On queens down under? Mm. Uh, I can't say I've thought about it, to be honest with you but I love judging other people's
1: We'll here next week. Tune in next week for Reese's
0: version <laughs> of Queens. I don't know Randa. you people anything. Fuck you. <laughs> um, as we mentioned earlier, the, the conversation of Scarlett's past did continue and it continued on the runway. Rue did say there was something we needed to talk about. And it was the fact that Rue was made aware, probably due to the fact that they had a discussion about it in the workroom that was on camera of um, Scarlett's past performing in blackface. And Rue did give her the opportunity to respond. Scarlett did say she admits uh, her regret at her decisions every day. She regrets that she used her platform as a performer to ridicule people who face systemic racism every day. And she said she was so ashamed of the person she once was and is sorry to everyone she has hurt. Rue's response... Now, this is something else we're going to get into later because we don't want to ruin the the fun vibe here too much. Rue's response was, and I quote... Now, I'm sure that there are people that would love for me to cancel you right here, right now. But I'd rather this be a lesson in humility and accountability, and I pray that all of us can learn and grow from our mistakes. End quote. I was a tongue pop. You did it. Thank you. Uh, not a very good one, but I did it. Um, I First of all, I love that Rue said, I pray that all of us can learn and grow from our mistakes. I didn't know Rue was a praying praying woman
1: she's had the the star of david on her on well his chest does when he he comes out in the workroom yeah sometimes yeah. oh
0: he was mad
1: for judaism
0: for, for i days. had no idea yeah. oh work room i didn't know you were a religious woman um this is definitely a response that has caused a lot of people a little bit of <clears throat> let's just say there's been a bit more conversations happening on the world of social media Rue's comments uh, before they left the runway um, and went into Untucked, which we did not see. <laughs> Can't imagine why. No, that's
1: mine, tweeted. We, we didn't see yeah, no. Untucked at all.
0: We didn't see Untucked at all. And um, hmm, I can imagine why. But um, before they left, Rue's comments, I think, they kind of did struck a nerve with me as well. I've, I've, of course, they've struck a nerve with a lot of people. Rue's comments, in my opinion, and again, I want to stress this to everyone listening, I'm a fucking white guy. I'm not going to comment on what it means to have a conversation about race because I'm not someone who can lead that narrative at all. That is why in episode zero of this podcast, I wanted to have that conversation with T Flowers. Again, go back and listen. Highly encourage it. Here's my thing. Rue's comments I don't think should be controversial. No. I don't think Rue's saying, by the way, I don't know if you guys know this, Rue is a black person. <laughs> And I don't think Rue's comments should be misconstrued as forgiving racism. I don't think Rue forgave anything at all. I don't think Rue forgave her at all. Mm -hmm. She didn't say right then and there, you're fine. She just said, she literally said, this should be a lesson in humility and accountability.
1: And you should work on yourself.
0: And you should work on yourself. I don't understand why that's a bad thing to say.
1: It would have been interesting to hear Rena Owen's take on it as yes. a, a as a Maori woman, yes, to see what that would have their take.
0: Absolutely, their take. Um, I guess they had to cut around a lot to fill this episode. Um, I do, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I can't be the only one who noticed this. The editing on the runway. Did you notice how Rue barely took a breath <laughs> when? Because I remember uh, he was talking to uh, etc. about. Um, wanting her commercial to be a little more clever, he literally went, I was just hoping it would be a little more clever. Up next, Scarlett Adams. I was like, geez, okay.
1: No time to waste.
0: No time to waste. We needed to give Karen more time to talk about climate change. Um, look, guys, uh, as we could, we can't stress this enough, this is a conversation that isn't meant to be led by us. All I can say is I really do appreciate Rue's response because I think it is important that Even though we hate the phrase cancel culture, and again, I got into this um, with Dee Flowers in our conversation, I fucking hate that phrase so much because I feel like it's, there are so many situations where people do need to face very severe consequences to something that may be similar to being cancelled, but there are other people who just don't. And we really have muddied the waters so much that really anything can get you cancelled.
1: They become a victim, they become a martyr, and then exactly. it almost seems like they don't have to work on themselves because they are exactly. they, they are prosec- persecuted now.
0: Yeah, exactly. It happens a lot in conservative circles, I've noticed. <laughs> uh, they freaking love it. Um, yeah, look, I, I really did appreciate that Rue actually did say to her, this needs to be a lesson in humility and accountability. Um, I, I do agree. Again, I'm not um, talking about that in the sense of uh, a conversation about racism, just in general. I'm really at a point where I'm – I can't fathom living in a world where when you have past mistakes as reprehensible as they might be that you're fucking done for life because what's the point in living mm. really like a good, a good example is um there was a politician in Victoria who was uh, going for a seat that I'm uh, a resident in, in Melbourne. I think it is the seat of Melbourne. Um, it was, it was the seat of Melbourne. In the last state election here in Victoria, and um, he was a a man in his late 20s, but in his early 20s when he was roughly 20 and 21, he made some comments on Facebook that were offensive toward lesbians. I was not happy about it because it's upsetting that that those comments are made point blank, especially upsetting when it's happening by someone in the queer community. Mm. (laughs) The G going after making jokes about the L, guys, we need to be there for each other. We're all in this together. No, oh, don't don't ruin this by saying that bloody phrase. <laughs> God, COVID, of all the things that COVID has brought us, that phrase is going to live with us forever, isn't it? Um, but that's the situation that happened. And, of course, as you can imagine, in an election, the major party that he was involved with didn't really respond to that by saying, oh, it's fine. Of course it's not. They got rid of him from – they couldn't remove his name from the ticket. It was too late. So they just removed his ability to be ele- elected. I will say I did still vote for him. The reason is because his policies and what he wanted to do, I was more of a fan of than literally everyone else running for that seat. Literally everyone else. Also, I am someone who can fathom the idea that someone is not the person they were when they were 20 or 21. Mm. Look, I don't think it's controversial to say that Um, I don't think we should be defined by the mistakes of our past. Every situation is different and every situation is nuanced. It's not black and white. I do believe we have the ability to change as human beings and I want that for Scarlett. I want that for Scarlett so badly because I feel like we should all have that ability. If Scarlett, over the next few months or so, does not really show that she is on a path of accountability, she's not making the efforts,
1: the reparations, the reparations,
0: she's not actually really doing the work that people of color are asking her to do. Then I'm going to feel really bad things about her. I'm going to feel a lot of anger towards her. I'm going to feel disappointment towards her. And I'm going to say, you know what, maybe your career does deserve to suffer because you're not doing what needs to be done. Mm. You're not writing your wrongs. And this is the time where we do need to hold her feet to the fire. So, Apologies if me not wanting to straight up cancel Scarlet Adams right now is controversial. I'm sorry. I just can't live in a world where we keep doing that to people. And that's just how I feel. That's just straight up how I feel. I, again, go back and listen to episode zero. If you want to hear about me, talk about this with Dee Flowers. Uh, Dylan, is there anything you wanted to add about the whole concept of how we treat people, public figures who fuck up? I just think,
1: yeah, what I said, like the, they can become a martyr. Mm-hmm. They can be like, well, I didn't have to learn from this. And then they get support mm-hmm. for not doing that. So yeah. it's good. it's good that they are on the, the right side and not focusing on being the victim.
0: Yeah, there are plenty of people actually that come to mind who um, have done pretty reprehensible things, who never apologised, never made reparations, never took accountability, and are living very cushy lives, being lauded being uh, rewarded, essentially, um, in careers that are very public. And it's disturbing to me that these people are treated so well when they haven't done anything to deserve it. I'm being very cagey about who I'm talking about here, but let's just say if anyone listening knows anything about the history of certain individuals in Aussie rules football, who are currently working very cushy, very public gigs on network television multiple nights a week after doing some of the most reprehensible things you can think of. Maybe I should just finish by saying, fuck off, Wayne Geary. (laughs) But all that serious shit aside, (laughs) I was, again, I was upset we didn't get an untucked because I do love those little untucked moments, Mm. but we went straight back to the runway where we learnt... Our winner of this challenge was Electra Shaw. That's very exciting. I was so happy for her. So many
1: people doubting them. So many people doubting Electra.
0: So many, and I'm sorry, guys. I love, I love an underdog, and I love a redemption storyline. Just because you kick off a season not doing the best doesn't mean you can't do well. Hell, Bimini Bond fucking was lip syncing for her life in the first episode, and then she made it to the finale as the front runner.
1: Not a joke, just a fact. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I really do love um, Electra's trajectory and I hope she continues because I think it will be kind of cool to see her in the final. Very true. Yeah. Um. In the bottom this week were Maxi Shield and et cetera, et cetera. Oh. Thoughts? Um, I was
1: very <laughs> sad at the thought of Maxi leaving. Maxie's become so much um, my favourite queen it's just in my heart. I was very nervous for her.
0: I was very nervous for it too. I'll be honest. I, it was one of those moments where you're like, Oh no, my, my dreams might be shattered right now. <laughs> this, this does not make sense with my fantasy.
1: <laughs> my French vanilla fantasy.
0: <laughs> uh, it was really sad to see them two, Those two in the bottom. Cause I really do love them both. Um, for many different reasons, but Oh my God, was I happy to hear the first few notes of this song that was used for the lip sync. We
1: have had some interesting lip sync songs. <laughs> And I've been crying out for a song like this.
0: Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone else in between.
1: The turn of the millennium.
0: (laughs) It is. Absolutely everybody.
1: By Vanessa Amorosi.
0: Vanessa Amorosi, come through. The Spotify streams are about to shoot the fuck up for that song this week. (laughs) Yeah. I was so happy that this was a lip sync. It is a great song by a great Aussie artist. It has so much reference with Aussies. And if we are going to have a show like this, this is the kind of stuff I wanted. As I've been saying for weeks on this podcast, um, I want to see this kind of representation of Aussie music on the show. What a great song! I'm no, so happy.
1: It's no BGs though.
0: <laughs> oh, my apologies. By the way, uh, I think I mentioned in the first episode with Lola Blades that um, the BGs came from the US and then moved when they were kids to Australia. The UK. They came from the UK. My apologies. I don't mean to offend any of our British listeners. If you have some sort of kinship to the BGs as part of your uh, your culture and your history, that is on me. Um, I don't plan on making an apology video, but I hope this will be enough. Now, this lip sync was great, but oh, my God. Someone, Maxie,
1: had, someone had a trick up their sleeves.
0: Literally, as she said, Maxi pulls out a fucking sparkly microphone and sings into the microphone. And I was so excited that she did something like like a little gag moment. But I was mostly like, holy shit, no one's ever done this before. No one. <laughs>
1: what the hell? Which Vanity, who taught Maxie how to mm. sew and did a lot of uh, Maxie's wigs. Love Vanity. Um, does this on stage. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a trick that's been borrowed, been acquired from lovely Vanity.
0: I hope Vanity um, knew about it <laughs> before this episode had. I oh, have a feeling. <laughs> I hope so. Um, Oh, my God. It was so good. And I knew from that moment, because Michelle and Rue were like, what the fuck? This is great. (laughs) Even Michelle was singing along. She knew. She she knew. This is the impact that Vanessa Amorosi has on people, you guys. Oh, my God. It was such a great lip sync. But unfortunately, as with every week, someone has to sashay away. And this week it was et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Thoughts?
1: Um, I liked her line to (laughs) – I liked their line to – to Maxi. Love you. Love you sparkly Mike.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I couldn't tell if that was a little um like condescending or if that was like a, a sweet like them. Oh, I love you sparkly Mike. It's interesting they
1: they told us a lot about non-binary trans yeah, issues about race, about the mm-hmm. so young but so, so young. but so well um articulating issues mm. that are so Very um
0: Remind me a lot of um, Corny Act when mm. she was on Big Brother and she really was um, such a fantastic advocate for so many mm. issues. And I love, I'm so hopeful that this generation has more people like, etc. Mm. I it's, it's hard for me sometimes looking at social media and some, how some are just so stupid. Mm. Um, but with, I really hope she leads the way. Art Simone uh, said it best uh, on social media after this episode aired. She is the future of drag. Mm. And I do believe that. I think Etc. is an incredible queen. And they are going to have such an amazing career ahead of them. Their impact will live on, uh, etc. We salute you here on Not Another Drag Race Pod. We give you an absolute nyas for the ages. And um, you can kill a cockroach, who knew? <laughs> I want to ask you, Dylan, final question. I'm asking every guest on the podcast. And as you are an avid friend of the pod, you should know this. If there was, you're not a drag queen, but if there was, I've done drag once. <laughs> oh my God. Here we fucking go. I knew you were going to say that. <sighs> Despite doing drag once for a radio segment, <laughs> if you were a drag queen, what is one song in your arsenal, arsenal, uh, that you think you could slay the motherfucking house down boots to pretend it is a uh, drag roulette, at Molly's, and this song happens to come on because you selected it goes on the playlist, <laughs> and you are just like these bitches in the crowd are going to have every inch of me, and they're going to fucking live.
1: Here's the thing: mm-hmm. we started out friends. It was cool. <laughs> it would be since you've been gone. I since gets, you've been gone. I just, yeah, yeah It gets me the feels. Oh. I say like break away.
0: Oh, I would absolutely. Can, okay. If we have daddy issues. I spread my wings and I learned how to fly. Didn't ask you to sing, but, um, I would actually love to see you do since you've been gone. <laughs> Can you please do like a Kelly Clarkson, like the video, like do the look, like with like the shaggy hair, I, like the frizzy little hair, the extra eyeliner, like know.
1: vintage. Are we ready for round two? Yes.
0: Oh my God. Vintage. I know you're listening to, <laughs> please, please make this happen. Uh, I can't wait to see Dylan do Since You've Been Gone. You know I love Kelly Clarkson. Oh, no.
1: I do. You're the Pope of Catholic.
0: Oh, she still hasn't announced her Vegas dates yet. Oh. This is torture. But also it's fine because Australians can't leave the country yeah. right now. Unless Especially us. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan Joel, thank you so much for being on the podcast this week. Thank as you for having me. You're so welcome. As, as I said, you're a deep friend of the pod. Uh, Dylan, uh, f- uh, has interacted with us on Instagram with all of his opinions. So it made a, it only made sense that for a lockdown episode, I have him join me and you know what you guys can do. If you want to be Dylan, join the conversation by following us on Instagram at not another drag race pod. I'm going to be posting runways. We're going to be posting uh, clips of the show. Have your say you've been listening to us this whole time. Clearly you want to tell us how wrong we are about something or tell us how right we are about something. I would appreciate the latter, to be honest. So please go and follow us on Instagram at not another drag race pod. Uh, You can also follow or subscribe to the podcast, wherever you're listening to said pod. Uh, You can also give us a review on Apple music. That also really helps the pod. That'd be really appreciated until next week for a grand makeover challenge of which I hope to God Maxie does well in. Because I love her so much. Uh until next week. I've been Reese and this has been Dylan. Bye. Bye.